and welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week we're going to be talking about Morbius. Oh, controversial. Honestly, everything you've heard about it we're probably going to say as well, but hey-ho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, w- I was going to say like let's try and do like a non-spoilery bit, but I think that'll be the only positive things we'll say about it. Um, yeah, yeah, we can do. Um, I haven't I haven't really made any notes non-spoiler-wise, to be honest, but... Honestly, neither have I, so... <laughs> so, sorry for anyone who doesn't want to spoil it, spoil it, but honestly, I don't think you're really missing out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's not something that is, like, particularly important to uh, watch for the first time. <laughs> yeah, no. Or at all. <laughs> yeah, so, some people have said that, like, they, they've wasted eight quid going to see that, but hey... <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna offer our insights. We're gonna probably slate it like we did with Venom Two, um. But strap yourselves in and enjoy. <laughs> yes. Uh, where do you want to start, Will? <laughs> um, that is a good question. <laughs> um. Okay. I I'll start off with a little bit of like just in general i think this is another one of those films where sony shouldn't be like it, it's like a, a thing where we go look sony just stop making superhero-esque things okay like yes just just don't it's not good <laughs> um yeah they're, they're kind of I, I know they kind of have to keep making them to almost to like keep the spider-man rights and stuff i think yeah something like that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why Why do they choose to make movies about, like, minor villains? And then, well, I mean, Venom, Venom's not a minor villain, but Morbius is. Yeah. And then they're like, like, these villains don't need their own movies, and it, and it doesn't work when they have their own movies. And this is another example of, like, them trying to build out their own yeah. universe without using Spider-Man, because Marvel's doing <laughs> yeah. their own thing, and they don't want to necessarily ruin that i guess but yeah we'll, we'll go into like the post credit scenes because that's it's no oh, that's its own world of i i didn't like it um, but honestly the first thing i want to mention is the opening credits like i despised them and i don't know how i like how to describe like they looked pretty go for it whatever it had no link to the film <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't really remember them fully. I remember them being very dramatic and having like the music playing over the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like bright pinks, kind of... bright blues, whatever, in yeah. the shape of the M. And I'm like, oh, okay, this has got like a good colour scheme. And then none of that colour scheme is really used in the film <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, like I felt like, hmm, if I hadn't heard the reviews beforehand, I would have been like, oh, this this movie might be quite cool. Like this is a, a cool vibe we're getting. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> the, the Neon Pollards gave me, like, oh, it's, like, 80s-esque vibe. Like, they're going for, like, older, sort of, and, like, the fact that they even put up, like, opening credits saying Jared Lee, like, starring Jared Lee, that type of thing that they do in, that they don't really do any, like, anymore in films. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. We're going for, like, an older vibe. That's fine. That's cool. Um, Like, well, I, mean, I guess, fit with that, but no. <laughs> we, we, did, we did have an older vibe, but it was more 2006 yeah. um, than anything, which isn't... <laughs> Really good. <laughs> um, we all know yeah. what superhero movies were like back then. Yeah, it was mostly. I mean, despite the first two Spider-Man movies are fine, but <laughs> we can't we can't hate on the blessed Spider-Mans. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't 
Honestly. Speak ill of them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the internet would come for us. Yeah. Um, no, but to be honest with you, they, they aren't even bad films anyway. <laughs> no, they're not. Not um, even Spider-Man 3 is that bad. No, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, but anyway, kind of going on from that, like, lighting in general, I had a bit of an issue with in the film. Like, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never, like... I don't know how to describe it. It was never it was, consistent. <laughs> no, it, it was, and it felt like it was quite washed out. There yeah. was no, there was no color in anything, and I felt like it was definitely different to the trailer. Yeah. Obviously, they've actually changed a lot of stuff from the trailer. They've clearly cut down this movie, which we will talk about more. Yeah. Um, but like half of the stuff in the trailer wasn't in the film, and then no. it looked different. And like, so one thing I noticed was, I mean, obviously spoiler territory here, but. Like it matters. Um, like uh, Matt Smith's character, like in the trailer, was like walking through the subway station just as Matt Smith, but in the movie really? he had like his vampire face. Oh yeah, no, that I, honestly that kind of irritated me that he had. <laughs> they, like, it was like they tried to do a Spider-Man No Way Home where they're like, oh, we'll change it slightly, so then when it's in the film, mm. it's like better, and it's like no, you kind of lost the impact of it, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, also, Matt Smith's character was like barely in the trailer, so I had no idea he was going to be <laughs> the main villain. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I'm all for like hiding the villain in the trailer, not to make it obvious because that ruins the film you're going to watch. But when you kind of like, I went into it going, "Oh, Matt Smith's playing like a detective character because he walks through the subway with like mm-hmm. a coat and a normal face," and then yeah. you watch the film and you're like, "Right, okay, that's that's not." in any way, shape, or form, what this person is. Um, I thought the exact same thing. I thought it was going to be Detective. Like, yeah. working with... Um, I can't remember the characters' names. They were so incon- inconsequential. Um, <laughs> but but I feel, also feel like we see him walking kind of confidently and normally in the in the film, and he's, like, got this serious face on. Ooh. So, so as soon... Sorry, in the trailer, sorry. And then as soon as you go into the movie and he's, like, dying and has this, like, disease and he can't walk very well, you're like, oh, well... Why, why is he walking normally in the trailer? So it almost kind of spoils it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and also a little bit we did see. He, he's basically like he's the typical rich boy that in in like bunny is. I am um, <laughs> in the sense that like he's got alcohol problems. He's probably got drug problems, and it's like oh, because I'm going to die, it doesn't matter anyway. And that's like mm. his viable whatever. But none of that is even. I don't, I don't like. It's not even. I, it just irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer we see a young boy and then we see Matt Smith as like a detective but there's no correlation that those are the same two people no. in any, any oh. <laughs> the trailer <laughs> the trailer didn't set up the movie well <laughs> no I, I mean the trailer wasn't even didn't even make me that excited I thought well the powers look kind of cool but I still don't know what this movie's about I got excited for, for vampires if I'm honest because like I'm like most teenage girls, I went through a vampire phase. Not a twilight phase. I'm not that bad, but like I did go through a vampire <laughs> phase. So I was like, I, I got really excited going, ooh, Marvel, vampires, a bit dark. Ooh, that's right up my street. And then it's it's just been a big letdown, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the um with the rich boy thing, they they did not set that up whatsoever. No. I didn't know he was rich. Until like he someone mentioned it like oh, you're yeah. rich or whatever and I was like oh is he All right, okay <laughs> <laughs> um why why <laughs> why is he rich yeah that's not even explained it's like okay Doctor Michael Morbius is a doctor that's fairly you know 
yeah. a thing. That that would explain why he has money. Matt Smith's character is <laughs> just rich for no reason. What? <laughs> it makes no sense. Because he was wasn't he an orphan? Is that that's like the thing with his yeah? Character. They're both orphans, so it's not like he had like a massive inheritance fund or anything. Um, I feel like maybe they tried to say it'd be like the doctor character <laughs> was like his funding or whatever and tried to look after him, but not with yeah no <laughs> yeah i feel like that that would have been a better storyline if you know he lived with michael and he kind of yeah you know they cared for each other in in, in an apartment or whatever yeah yeah um, and be... then like the the mentor guy came around and you know uh looked after them sometimes as well exactly. also he he had no uh backstory why was he still taking care of him as an adult i don't know i've no I think, like I say, I think they tried to set it up at the beginning because when Michael gets pushed into like taking his doctorate and whatever and moving a country, he's like, "No, you need to look after Milo." But then, like that, in no way is that. I don't know. I don't see how that would be his responsibility when Milo becomes an old, but like a, a, an actual man, <laughs> when he can actually look after himself and he's got Michael around him. Like, yeah, like because Michael doesn't have anyone to take care of, does he? As far as I know. No, like I, th- I think, um, what's her name? The the female, um, <laughs> the fact that Love I'm actually referring yeah. to her, the fact that I'm referring to her as the female is is it should be a like first indicator. <laughs> I think I've got a name written down here somewhere actually. Oh, Martine. <laughs> Martine, there we go. I think Martine does his bloods when they're at work or whatever, but like, yeah. It's set up that both of them have to chain, have to like keep refreshing their blood effectively every like three hours or something, I think, mm-hmm. um, or else they basically die. So in theory, he's gonna have to do all that in the night anyway. He can't, you know, she doesn't live with him. Um, yeah. Or at least it's not said that she lives with him. Again, <laughs> it's it's unclear. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe he lives with his own personal doctor, but you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that illness is just not. <laughs> explained thoroughly enough, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. There are so many things in this movie that they they just don't explain. Like, one thing I noticed really early on was when he got his Nobel Prize. Yeah. And then he kind of stood up to receive it, and then it just cut to New York or whatever. Oh, my... And then, oh, and then yeah. later on, it was like, uh, hey, you uh, declined your Nobel Prize. And I was like, did he? <laughs> Did he uh, see this? Um, <laughs> I'm all for cinema where it's like we 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 show we don't tell or anything. But like, I'd at least like to see him receiving the award and then going no, and then see yeah. like the conversation that ensues from it and any backlash. That would be interesting, but no. <laughs> yeah, this movie did the opposite way around and just told you everything instead of instead of showing you exactly. And then it didn't even show you any evidence that the thing that they told you was true or how. It was just <laughs> like, oh yeah, this happened. Okay. <laughs> there's so many I wouldn't necessarily call them plot holes but like there's so many bits of story that just don't have an end like don't have a completion yeah, um, that, yeah so they have, they have no setup, and then they have no conclusion either yeah 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 it's just like this is a thing and you're like why it things just, just happen <laughs> does this have any relevancy to the story we're about to watch we'll never know <laughs> yeah I actually had one I actually had one of those written down actually um that the the young girl that he's taking care of in the hospital bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like goes into shock or whatever, and he has to put into a coma. Yeah. I mean, I hope she's okay. I mean, I really hope they show us how her story concludes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I really um, want to know if he actually helps this girl and gets over it or whatever, but but no. <laughs> yeah, because doesn't doesn't she have a similar condition to him or something as well? I think that's what they try and set up without or, saying. Or is it, it. it's at least a blood condition because he's a he's a hematologist, right? Whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, but you know that would be nice an explanation as to what's wrong with her. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that I would like to know the answer to. Um, <laughs> but we'll never know. <laughs> I don't want a Snyder cut of this. Let's just put it out. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, at least it'll be, you know, it might explain a few more things if they put the, the scene, all the scenes in that they clearly cut out. Because the editing yeah. was bad as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like quite obvious that they cut stuff out sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, fully. I mean, going back to the story thing, one thing that um, one of the people who we went to watch it with pointed out to me after the film, and I hadn't even, because I was that, like, stunned by all the rest of it, I hadn't even clocked it, when, at the very beginning, when he makes um, the the serum, whatever, that that cures him but doesn't, mm-hmm. um, he makes three of them. He has one, clearly Milo has one, but where's the third one? Where does, oh, it, where does I... it happen? I know where I know where it is. I think. Oh. Uh, it's another thing that they either cut out or just didn't bother showing you. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's Martine that has it. Now, oh. I saw a breakdown of the movie afterwards, and right, okay. Um, they said that the, that Martine took a vial, and that's why she like became the vampire at the end. Um, when she like woke up and was like. Vampire. And <laughs> they did a Venom too. <laughs> yeah, literally. Honestly, it's weird that that's happened twice. That a a side character has died on a rooftop to the main villain, <laughs> and then woken up suddenly with different colored eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently she took it. And if that is the case, then they did definitely miss the ball on like explaining that. Because um, what they make it out to seem is like a tip, a stereotypical vampire thing where he bites, she bites him, and then he bites her, and whatever. Their blood apparently mixes. That's the way they lay that up. Yeah, I, I took it as that she bit his lip. Um, yeah, and that's why she had like blood on her lip, and then yeah, that yeah. kind of mixed with hers, and then obviously he ended up biting her anyway, I guess, and yeah. that's what turned her. I don't know why she bit him, if she even did. I, don't I think in some vampire films, they make it as, instead of just, like, the vampire biting the human, it's like, it's a mixture of the blood that causes them to turn into a vampire. Yeah. That's like a, well, that's in at least in other things, um, how they portray vampires, but if the, if the actual case is that Martin took the vial and just, like, injected herself, then they had they didn't even need that scene. <laughs> that did not need to be a thing. Yeah. Um, also, that that death scene of what death scene of hers is so cliche. There's so many cliches in this movie that I noticed. I've got a list of them. Um, <laughs> I think one of them was the yeah was the dying on a rooftop with the glowing eyes, which isn't really a cliche, but it is for the Sony Spider-Man universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other cliches I have here are. The villain is yet another evil version of the hero. Yeah. There's a falling down a hole scene in the final fight where the two people cling onto each other. Yeah. That's weirdly a, a cliche. That's definitely um, how I thought too. <laughs> main character's an orphan. 
Yeah. <laughs> he arrives at the scene of a loved one's death just before they say their final words and die in their arms. And that's literally in every movie, and it really makes me angry. <laughs> also, you missed out a very obvious one. The villain is British. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Because they're not a villain if they're not English. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, when the, the mentor guy died, what was he called? He was called, like, um... Alistair or something? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure actually he was. I saw. I looked at the cast list and he was credited as like Morbius's mentor or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not even a name. He's and it's like a character as well. Like he's a I really well, oh. <laughs> he's a, a famous guy and like, yeah, it's kind of a shame. But yeah, like when he, of course, he got to the apartment just before he died, and yeah. then he like bled out and said his final words, and it was like. Ugh, so cliched. Why? I can't even remember what the last like last words were, but I remember watching it and going, "That was the worst like last line you could have said." <laughs> that it was. Yeah. It wasn't impactful. I swear it was something like, um, I don't even know, but it irritated. <laughs> it really irritated me because it just it wasn't like an impactful line. It wasn't something profound about. You know, you're not a monster or anything like that. Like even that being the cringiest line ever would have been a good last line. <laughs> yeah. No. I the, the scene would have been improved if I don't know. Um, if Milo was like waiting in the shadows to ambush him, and then they had a fight or something, and it kind of yeah. transitioned out of it quickly and made it less like slow and cliche. Or if he was already dead when he got there, and it was kind of like a sad, like realization moment rather than a. You're going to be okay, let me hold your neck, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> also, if Michael's bloodlust like blood is that bad, why can he just cope with it at some time? Like, he just like, what is it? I think someone is like bleeding profusely and he's like, okay, whatever. She cuts her finger. Oh my god, I'm going to die. What a oh, like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's literally bleeding out on the floor and he's fine. <laughs> exactly. But he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I don't have any issues with that blood. She cuts her finger. And then instantly he's like, no, no, you need to bandage it. I'll kill you. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that would have made it. I mean, that scene was actually, could actually have been quite good. Like, she cut her finger and then he was like trying to hold it in and she had to like run away from him or something. I don't know. That could have been interesting, but it, it just doesn't, wasn't consistent. So. <laughs> Honestly. That entire like that scene would have been less cringe if, like you say, you'd have like chased it and then they'd have ended up on the rooftop or something. He's like mid chain, she bandages up, and then she gets really scared, and then he's like, "No, I promise, it's just me." And then they kiss. That would have been quite impactful, but no, yeah, <laughs> but no. Also, that what? kiss, no need for it. <laughs> no, they, they didn't have any chemistry whatsoever. Literally not. <laughs> And it was weird that that Milo was watching them from across the, across the street as well. <laughs> oh gosh, it was just oh sheesh. It it would no, it's just the relationship those two had with each other was we're friends from work. That's the type of relationship they had, and then they forced a romantic storyline in there because they apparently needed to shoehorn one in. Yeah. And it was, oh, it wasn't we know each that. other. We're friends from work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not to that extent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was just... They didn't utilise her character very well. Um, she was just like the shoehorned love interest slash the help kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Probably she was Paris. fridged, but then wasn't fridged. And, and I don't know what they're going to do with that, if they ever do a sequel, but... <laughs> Hopefully nothing. Hopefully, like, she's died of some terminal disease or something, and she doesn't need to be a part of it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just... The thing that irritated me the most was, like, she... Was it? There was oh, one really good point, and I can't remember what character it is, but he's like, move out of the way, nurse. And she's like, I'm a doctor. And it's like, that's a really cool line, but because your character has no spine for this entire film, it's got no impact. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it doesn't help that she just got knocked out like straight after that and missed the entire thing on the boat. Honestly. Honestly. honestly ah. I'm fine with there being female characters. If you're going to stick a female character in but at least make them like an actual, like a good character. One that I'm going yeah. to get invested in. <laughs> Especially when she's like the only woman in the movie. <laughs> Literally the only female in this film. But Apart no. from that single mum of two that got murdered brutally. When was that? What was she? The, oh, the, yeah. the hallway lights. That, that was actually yeah. a cool scene. The lights, like motion that detected. A... Yeah, no, that was really cool. Although sometimes when the lights came on, literally there was no one there. Um, I understand like the tension, but there was no one on the floor, no one on the ceiling. Yeah, they really didn't like try and like. They could have easily, I don't know, edited in like a darkened version of a character that's just a form or something that she yeah. didn't like clock or something. That would have been quite cool. And I liked the fact that she ran all the way to this end of the hallway, then turned all the lights on, and then it's like, oh, there isn't anyone there. I'm fine. We'll do from the ceiling. That's quite cool. Yeah, but it's very stereotypically horror. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was, but I think the use of the um the motion detection was was very cool. Yeah, same thing that they do in Moon Knight episode two. Uh, minus spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, but um, <laughs> yes. there is a motion detection detecting light in that as well, which is cool. Yeah, I like it. Like it's really <laughs> this is why this film irritates me because it actually did have some really good scenes. But they've got overshadowed by all of the stuff that I didn't like in it. Um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the stuff we do like, I guess, about the movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> take long. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a quick section. <laughs> I, I actually think, in my own personal ranking, it's better than Venom Two. I mean, I don't think it could have yeah. been worse, but it was better. I I agree. I mean, yeah. we have been ripping into this movie so far, but it it really isn't as bad as everyone says it is. It's yeah. just. Because everyone's been like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, it's no, look, it definitely has plenty of issues. Yeah, but yeah. But like, yeah. I, was, I didn't, like, I wasn't particularly bored, like, overly bored or no. horrified by the movie. It was just kind of. Uh. Yeah, there were good, like, the choreography for some of the fights and bits of the fights were quite good. I liked them. They were like done well. They were interesting. They were slightly different because they had to try and like put in the superpower aspect of it. That was really cool. I liked. I really liked the way um, they did. Oh, what do they call it? Echolocation. Mm-hmm. I really liked the way they. they I liked that as well. Screen. The fact that like everything dissolves apart from the one thing he's like focusing in on. That's a really cool thing. Um, I really liked the way they showed that at the beginning when he's trying to like get used to his powers powers as well. And he just catches that ball. I know it's such like it, it. That's another one of those cliche things, but it's a really cool. Would you got it? Um, and... Yeah, I think I think all the powers are visualized very cool. Like the the smoky stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't make sense. Make any sense like logically? Because why would bat DNA make you smoky? But um, 
it looked cool, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, 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 really liked it. Um, I really liked the um, the the first transformation scene on the boat as well. I really, really liked that scene. Um, yeah, well, yeah, when he, when they went and he was on the ceiling, that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked the beginning, at least the beginning of it. Anyway, <laughs> um. There was a there was two issues I had with that bit, but I'll get onto that later when we when we go back to the negatives again. I think um, I know what one of them is actually. <laughs> um, so that was like that bit. That was okay as a whole. I really liked Matt Smith in this film. Really good. Matt Smith in anything really, but yeah. oh yeah, I mean he is an actor who can act, <laughs> which sounds stupid, but with with Sony's films, you you really don't know sometimes. Um. No, Matt Smith was just, he was really good. Although he had, like, bad things thrown upon his character, <laughs> mm. like, really cringy things, he did a really good job with what he was given. <laughs> um, and he was probably my favourite character in it, um, despite the many story flaws. Yeah, yeah mine too. Um, I, I did hear a lot of people saying that he was, like, a scene stealer as well. Yeah. Um... I didn't feel that the acting was bad enough from most of the cast that you've seen with that he really stole the show. No. I mean, he was very good, but I don't think, like, anyone was bad, other than Tyrese, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> because he just kind of walked into a room, said a line dramatically, and then left. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, the, the police characters were completely pointless. I, yeah, yeah there was no need. <laughs> I get why they had to be included, but no, <laughs> Just didn't need to be there. Um, no, I, I think maybe by Matt Smith being a scene stealer, they mean like his character maybe because I noticed that a lot of the time I would focus on what his character was doing because for some reason he becomes very like wacky and doolally the moment he's well, the moment he realizes he can be cured of, mm. in some way. Um, so I guess maybe that is what they meant by he was a scene a scene stealer. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it. I mean, that is, does make raise the point that like evil villain is evil because why I don't know why he became so. I know he has the bloodlust, but that doesn't mean he has to like just straight up start murdering people. Yeah, for no reason when he was so far been seemed like quite a nice guy, and I know he's kind of been through a lot of hardship and has been wronged by the world, I guess, because you know we should see the scene of him getting beaten up as a kid, but. I, I like I, I don't think he just start murdering people. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't have the personality to start off with of someone who's that psychotically deranged. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's like, no, he's a complete lunatic, and it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? This character was like the sweet guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> who knows? Um, <laughs> this might be a controversial point. I actually don't think Jared Leto did bad in this film. No, I don't either. And and I, I've seen a lot of memes on Instagram being like, Jared Leto, worst worst DC film, worst Marvel film. And I'm like, honestly, no. <laughs> worst DC film, I get. Worst yeah. Marvel film? No. Not really I don't by think a lot. Of it's it's definitely, definitely not the worst Marvel film. It's not far off. Um, but I mean, at least modern ones. Yeah. But I um, I don't think he was the reason that it was bad at all. <laughs> no, I genuinely think the story is what let it down more than anything else. Yeah, the the writing and the editing was the were the big things that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know how to describe a lot of people have, I don't know why a lot of people have so much of an issue with Jared Leto. Um in terms I mean, of acting. In in terms of what yeah. he's acted. Um, I was gonna say, doing, yeah, I mean in real life, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, as a person it's it's there's things that are understandable. But as an like as in, in an acting situation, I don't necessarily get it. I get that he's meant to be a very, very, very big method actor from all the stories from Suicide Squad. Mm. Um but from what I hear, like there was nothing that he did on the set of Morbius that was like that out there or that weird. Like he didn't start drinking blood or anything, um, <laughs> which would have been very weird. But I suppose in <laughs> in character for his personality. Um, but no, I, I just I don't think he, I really don't think he was that bad. I think he got overshadowed by Matt Smith's acting, but mm. I don't think. It was like a vast difference. I don't think it was something where I'd go, oh gosh, Jared Leto, he, he ruined the entire film. Like it, it, It's not that in any way. No, um, I think that, that would have been more of, a concern, more of a concern if Matt Smith and Tyrese shared a long scene together. Like <laughs> Then it would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, Matt Smith's... Uh, kind of... <laughs> yeah, it would be like, uh, let's think, George Clooney acting with like a child who's just learned how to act. Like <laughs> That would be a very big difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Mm, <laughs> I don't, oh, it still annoys me how the the police were just so useless. Um, it could have been really interesting, like with the twist that it wasn't Mobius killing the people; it was uh, Milo, and we found out later. I mean, that yeah. was a, that that twist could have been done better, but it wasn't bad. Um, and seeing like the result of the carnage, uh, pun intended, uh, on the, mm. um. You know, on the on the city, and them kind of uncovering it, following along, was could have been better, but they were barely in it. And then when they were, they weren't interesting. And then the only interesting part about Tyrese's character was his robotic arm, which they removed in the movie. Um, yeah, that was not put. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. He he had a weird like arm strap on at the end as well. So I thought, did they forget to? Remove something like part of the the mocap of, of his uh, fake arm or something at the end, but I don't know. It was I don't know why. I mean, looking at the movie as it is, I don't know why they gave him one in the first place because he didn't use it for anything. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> the police pained me in this film because <laughs> it's not the fact that they tried to put in like a oh we've got actual detectives like that's fine. I've got no issue with that. It's the fact that they had that scene where Milo had killed people at a nightclub, and then they went, oh, nightclub, security cameras, and it's it was it was very Scooby Doo, if I'm honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like instead of going, they panned like they did like a pan shot or something around there, and then like they zoomed in on the security cameras, and then we see the footage. That would have been quite good because they were showing it, but <laughs> they literally went to the security camera side. And then went security cameras, and then they've watched camera footage, and I'm like, yeah, that was a bit. <laughs> like we've seen, we've seen scenes like that before, where it shows you then from the perspective through this like the security camera footage of them turning and looking at the camera or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That that could have been as much as it would have been, you know, still kind of a cliche. It's still show don't tell, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> On it, actually, that scene would have been better. Like you said, if like they'd have, they'd have, oh, what was it? You'd have seen my um, Milo doing the killing or whatever, and then zoomed out into like a frozen 
security camera screen. And then, and that's the moment you bring in the police and they're like, oh, and then they have a discussion about it. That would have been quite good. Instead of the, the kind of pointless parking lot scene that they had beforehand. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it was just weird. Another thing I noticed was um, that scene where Morbius escapes the labs, the Horizon Labs, and he like, flies up the middle. <laughs> and then gets to the roof and Tyrese is standing there. Yes! And it's like, how how did you get here, sir? <laughs> um, there's two superheroes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my guy can teleport and isn't telling anyone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> I don't know how I felt about the flying, if I'm honest. I, I liked, thought it was cool. It was cool, and I liked the fact that they represented it like physically quite well, in the sense that he was he was like judging the air current and whatever, and then was carried on. I like that. Hmm. But I don't. It was parts of it that just seemed a bit too. I don't know how to like cringe. It was cringy, but it it's not completely cringy. So like the purple smoke. Did we really need it? <laughs> Yeah, um, I noticed that's something I noticed. The, the smoke changed colours. It was like red sometimes and then purple sometimes. Yeah. And the red was far better because it's like blood and it matches his eyes or whatever. And, you know, it just looks better with the, yeah. with the black. Holy. And then and then the purple is like really weird. I didn't like that. But no. I like how it's a glide on air currents rather than an yeah. actual flying thing. Yeah, 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 fully. I really liked that. I don't. I didn't like the bats, <laughs> which sounds stupid in a vampire film, but I didn't like. Them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's literally Ant Man, but with bats, and <laughs> you could call him Batman, I suppose. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that you're like, "What is this?" and there's all this vibration, and then all the bats over here. What? Where? where? Yeah, he he it's just like. <laughs> he does like a Street Fighter move on him at the end with all the bats. <laughs> I could have got it if they'd have like shown the ones from his lab escaping like that because they'd have like heard a call or something. That'd have been really cool. But no, no, no. These bats just appear out of nowhere because they realise for some reason that he's in danger, and they have like yeah. a spiritual connection or something. I don't understand it. Well, I think he did call out to them like with echolocation. Did he? Um, because it was all that like, vibrating. Like when he fell down, he had his finger in the water, and it was all like vibrating, vibrating. Ah, uh, yeah, true. true. And I think he had just, like, screamed or something before that. Maybe. Um, but the way the scene was shot, again, it was like, the editing was weird, because it made it look like that he put his finger in the water and it started vibrating. And he was, like, <laughs> using his finger to, like, call the bats or something in the water, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> also, that's a plot hole in itself, because in theory, Milo was injected with the same bat, like, bat stuff. So surely yeah. Milo... Like, yeah, <laughs> why would the, the bats be like, okay, two of them fighting. What do you want us to do? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> oh. They could have made it more creative. Like, again, it was very reminiscent of the of the Black Panther scene. Yeah. Where they, they fall down a massive hole into a big cavernous space while gripping onto each other. And the, uh, like, you know, they're fighting, like, basically the same two people fighting each other. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but with that, at least they were creative with, like, the, the rails that, like, um, dampened the powers of vibranium so the suits were kind of coming off and so yeah, like yeah. he used that opportunity to manage to stab through the suit just before it closed Yeah. and they could have done the thing where they were like using the bats against each other I don't know but 
Uh, One of our friends said it reminded him of like an anime, that end fight scene. (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of get it because it was like someone would do a move and then there'd be like a brightly coloured like flash after it. And it. Yeah, there was lots of like. There was lots of slow motion shots and like um, particle effects everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like the film was so dark anyway. And that scene was particularly dark for some reason. So the only way you could follow the fight was with that light stream, but the lights weren't that good <laughs> for you to follow with. Like, I'd have preferred it to be lit better, and then you'd be like, ah, there you go, and then, like, add in, like, a smoke effect or something, rather than it being you kind of have to follow the smoke effect to realise who's fighting. Um, yeah. Like, you know what they could have done is they could have made their smokes different colours. Like, again, keep the red for Morbius. Mm. And keep the make, like, um, Milo's purple, and then the scenes would have been easier to follow, but when they were like falling down, it was just smoke and rubble everywhere, and Fully. you can't see anything that's going on. More. Honestly, I said to you after the film finished, like that end fight scene would have been okay, but I had no idea like who was there, what was going on. I, I didn't know where <laughs> they were because they just. Yeah. I get that they had to do like, well, they didn't have to, but I get that they did the vampire. I don't, I don't know flying through things into things because they're fighting each other super fast and whatever. So we're not meant to necessarily go, it's at this location in New York or something like that. But <laughs> I would have liked to have known a little bit more than they've just, oh, they've, they've fallen down a manhole. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is what the end of that scene gave me. But I, I just, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really weird because the cavern they fell down, like the big hole they fell down was huge and it looked like it was built on purpose, like it was some sort of basement complex. Yeah. But then when they landed, they were like at the bottom. It was like a big sewer thing, like a big yeah. know, storm drain or something. I don't know. What, like what was it? And then, but it was I don't the know. Really... <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> at the point. Um, also, another thing I I I liked. Uh, well, I didn't like. Um, <laughs> was when after he left, all the bats and Mobius flew out of the manhole, and there's like the big column of bats flying up. Yeah. And Tyrese's guy just stood there looking at him like, oh, what? It's, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine if Sony tried to set it up as this is, this is Batman, but for Marvel. Oh gosh, it'd gosh. be painful. <laughs> and then, and then the movie didn't even end with any kind of conclusion, really, other than the fact that Milo was dead. It was just he just flew off in a flock of bats. Yeah. Like, we got no clarity to the girl who, who apparently had the same condition as him or was in a coma. We got no storyline. Martine's now a vampire, but they didn't actually make it clear how she became a vampire. She just is mm-hmm. now, apparently. Um, which is probably how they're going to set up the second one, if there's going to be one. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know. Milo's... Milo was a really irritating character in the sense that he went from good guy to nutter in the space of a scene and then he was dead within like half an hour of him becoming a psychopath and it's yeah I don't know I would have liked a bit more like a bit more explanation as to how why like why he is actually that psychotic about this how how it's had that effect on him Um, it was it was the one and done movie villain kind of thing not that he should have been in more than one movie because it's kind of a minor comic character and yeah you know, it was a the classic fighting themselves kind of thing. So it didn't really need to go past one movie, but the movie was quite short, so they could have at least 
extended. explained anything. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing that we've taken away from this film is that just explain what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But no, don't tell us what's going on. Show us what's going on. Um, like even even telling us what's going on would have been better honestly like well yeah fully but huh? <laughs> like if you just did give us a big expedition exposition dump yeah like at least i would have known what i was watching yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not going to lie i didn't like the fact that the film opened with him getting the 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 bats and things i didn't like that because <laughs> the way they portrayed that in the trailer was that was going to be like i don't know he he spends half the film with this disease, trying to find random cures and whatever else, and goes through a process that we then get yeah. to watch. And then he goes to Costa Rica as a last resort to get the, the bats and stuff. Like, That's I what played... I thought. <laughs> that would have been a really cool film, and that would have been a really good origin, and they still could have had a sequel then. That would have been... <laughs> um... I, thought, I thought it would have been at least like 20, 20, 30 minutes into the movie. After we've yeah. had, like, like you say, this kind of struggle. And then that's how he got his powers, I thought, as well. But no, that wasn't the case at all. Well, yeah, actually, that, that when the when he, they started, and he was like, "What are you going to use as bait?" And he's like, "Do you want to volunteer?" And then shows his hand that uh, bleeding or whatever. I thought, "Oh, so he's going to get like infected from that." That's really yeah. Cool. That's what oh, I no. thought. <laughs> he just traps bats for no discernible reason, really, other than he's testing them. Um, yeah, I, I, what was the thing he was standing behind as well? Like the weird lines that he was standing behind, like the. I think it was like a barrier to stop the bats hitting him because he was obviously holding his hand out as bait. But why? I... Also, why did he make all the bats fly out? How how did he collect them? Did did we see that? No. Nope. No, nope, we didn't see how he collected the bats. It would have been a lot easier, I thought, to just pick up a bat from the ceiling rather than like trying to catch a flying flock of bats. But you know. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. Also. They were like they 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 started it with like oh these vampires only feed on humans whatever else and like they're really deadly and everything and they all fly out of the cave but they completely ignore all the humans they don't try and kill them um oh yeah like if you're gonna open open like a horror like a dark superhero film with vampires and van like actual vampire bats they're gonna kill people at least kill people <laughs> which sounds stupid but. Because they were all running back to this helicopter, I was like, oh, okay, so like some of them are going to get like caught by a vampire and then they're going to be like a swarm on top of them. A bit like um, Indiana Jones with the fire ants, like that type of thing. But it didn't happen. They just all got no. in the helicopter and then we're back in the lab for no reason. <laughs> the, yeah, and another, another just cut. It was like, yeah, cut, boom. <laughs> Next scene. It was like full <laughs> throttle all the way through. They were just like... <laughs> yeah. Also, they could have just got in the helicopter before he got all the bats to come out of the cave. That would have been a bit safer, I think. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe. But I don't... <laughs> what else? Did... Oh, another thing I had written down. Someone made this point yesterday. Um, Morbius is a blood doctor. Yes. So he has access to blood banks, right? Uh huh. So <laughs> surely that would be extremely useful for his, you know, insatiable blood hunger. <laughs> you know. Think so. He's like got this whole dilemma of I can't kill people. You don't have to. People <laughs> donate blood all the time. There are buildings full of blood you can go to. <laughs> just commit fraud instead. It's fine. Like just steal supplies. <laughs> That's but, yeah. But he doesn't even need to because he's a blood doctor. He's got an actual valid reason to be taking blood out of the blood bank. True. Although I do think they would notice at some point with how much he's taking. They might be like, "Dude, you okay? You've taken a lot of blood." Yeah. True. 
I mean, he was he was stealing a lot of synthetic blood there as well. Yeah. Out of, out of like people's bags and stuff. What if someone was like dying and needed that, and he just stole the blood bag out of them? Holy, the fact that they they start off with like, oh, he developed artificial blood and it saved millions of lives in war zones and everything else, and they even mention at some point, um, oh no, your your blood saved me when I was in like whatever war. But he's like, no, no, that's the blood I'm going to use. Not the one that I've got a surplus amount of, but the stuff I have a limited supply of. Yeah. Uh? Um. Also, they made the artificial blood blue. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't make much sense from a no. blood perspective, but it does make sense from a, hey, look, that's artificial blood, not real blood, in the scene sense. So I guess yeah. that was the decision, but why is it blue? <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. <laughs> Visually, it looked great. Scientifically, it's not practical. Like the only way that it could, they could explain it is, oh, that's the raspberry flavored one because raspberry is apparently blue in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely, surely you'd just look like a ghost if they put that in you. And yeah. <laughs> does it? I mean, I assume it mixes well with fine with like normal blood because you know it works. But the only thing I can think is maybe they're trying to portray it as like, oh, it's like pure plasma almost, but plasma has no color. <laughs> Um, yeah, or or it has like a I think it's like a wheat color. I think that's how we we were described uh, the plasma color of plasma in school, right? Like it was like like a yeah. pale yellow kind of thing. Yeah, you're the biologist. You would know. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think I think it is. I think that's what I was thinking of anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe people are just walking around with purple blood now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're like, dude, look at my vein, it's purple. <laughs> oh dear. Because blood has a massive effect on like your your skin tone as well. Yeah. Like that's when you when you're hot and you get like the inflammation, it goes red because there's more blood at the surface, etc. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Maybe there's some really ghostly looking people walking around <laughs> with blue blood. Um... Everyone already goes pale because they've been having hot visual blood. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like that myth of where your blood turns blue when you're in deep water. <laughs> People are like, ha, I knew it. <laughs> blue blood. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I like that idea. <laughs> um, oh, I had another point that I forgot what it is now. No. Um, it'll come back to me, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh... Well, okay, I've got another thing that I, I liked. Okay. Most, mostly. Which was the vampire faces. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked quite good. I like the design of them and how they're very, like, you know, they have, like, really tight skin around all the different folds and stuff in the bone. So it. Yeah. It looks really kind of scary looking. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Matt Smith was just, like, a more extreme version of his own face. Because he has great bone bone structure already. So it just kind of indented his cheeks more and that kind of stuff it was <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like some of them were clearly added later there was there were some scenes where matt smith's face looked good with the vampire face on it yeah but then there was somewhere it was just like it was like a face replacement and it you could tell and it was and it was one of the was in the one where he didn't have it in the trailer yeah so it's probably where they've gone and added it in more afterwards um yeah for some reason i just yeah it looks a bit I weird have sometimes a feeling that, like, the ones where it looks good, they actually did it as practical effects. So, like with like latex masks and things, yeah, um, maybe. which is why it probably looked quite good because it's meant to. Um, 
But then they decided for some reason that some scenes they needed to like, they needed the vampire face and it needed to be digitally edited. And I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I think Morbius's face was pretty good all the way through it. I don't think there was ever really a scene where his looked bad. No, it was consistent, which was really good. Um, uh, I like the design of it as well. It, it looks exactly like the comics, like when he's screaming, when he's doing like the Kamehameha with the bats at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like that face looks like exactly like out of a comic book, which I quite, which I don't know, which is <laughs> the cool thing. And I was like, oh, that looks accurate. The little comic book heart's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I did, actually, I, as much as I say that, I, I am not like that familiar with the comics, but I did hear that um, Milo was just like the more comic accurate version of Morbius. Um, oh. Like they kind of made Morbius the, the hero, and Morbius is not a hero in the comics, so Milo was just oh, technically yeah. the correct character. Yeah. That that's its own thing, and that'll that'll come up when we talk about the end scenes. But <laughs> um, no, I want to go back to the boat scene because that would the, yeah the oh, the bits that irritated me in the boat scene at the very <laughs> beginning. Okay, <laughs> at the very beginning, the first one, the first one that irritates me is the shirtless scene. Now you'd think like, okay, she's a straight woman in her teens. She's probably gonna enjoy that. No, <laughs> there was no need for it. Also, it was com- it was so oddly placed in it. I thought it was gonna be like a really cool scene where he like walks out of it, um, like, and then and then he transforms like mid walk or something, and he doesn't. It's just like he's had a thing, and then he's just like, oh no, let me take my shirt off. Oh, I'm. Sh- dear and it's like <laughs> it, it was so random and so unnecessary to be there and it really bugs me because he looked amazing at it but i'm like you to do this oh um, <laughs> it was like the spider-man spider-man scene wasn't it in the first one yeah holly he's like whoa um, i have abs now why did this random animal like give fluid give me abs <laughs> you know <it's... laughs> Lily, why does Matt Smith why why does Matt Smith need to have a shirtless Yeah. It didn't add anything to the story. You could have taken out those scenes, those bits, and added in like explanations as to why things are going But no. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I mean surely more people should have noticed that um Morbius no longer looked like a panda. Um yeah. and was like actually, you know, walking fine and was clearly buff now and not skinny and was clearly not as pale as before. Like, the amount just... of people who just didn't notice. And I'm like, oh, sheesh. In fairness it... to the police guys, they did notice. Yeah, they noticed. But, like, you'd think, you know, the people who've been working with him for however many years at this point, and they didn't all go, you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest clue there, because it's tried to pretend to, to, to still have it or whatever when he was... Um, at the hospital, he just walked around normally again. Yeah. Storyline, just pl- it's like they didn't plan the story. They just thought this was cool. Let's add an effect to it with no conclusion, and then they didn't try and flow it into the next scene or flow it into any other part of the film or explain it beforehand. They just happened. Nope. <laughs> it's like um, another thing I noticed was when um, Milo visits Morbius at the jail and leaves his walking stick in there. Yeah. D- would no one come in and check the cell afterwards? Like, well, Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> he just had a visitor 
who has like a big coat on with lots of pockets, presumably. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> you know, who knows what he left in there for him? Like, I <laughs> yeah. Also, you've got you'd notice a man who's walking in on a cane that he's left the cane. Like you'd you would notice this. Yeah. Also, at this point, Morbius is being acclu- accused of like six murders, right, or like three, no, like, <laughs> eight or something on the boat. So this person mm-hmm. is is apparently, according to like the justice system, a psychopath with mass murdering tendencies, and you're leaving a potential weapon in there. Like you're not thinking to go, you're gonna check after the lawyer person's been to just see if like there's anything in there that he can with or kill other people with. No, nobody comes to check. Not not yeah. a single person. Unless <laughs> unless they were gonna check like. After, after, like you know, after he broke out, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they walked in after, after. <gasps> there was a cane. <laughs> oh damn it, the cane! We should have known. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the cripple walk out without his cane. Completely fine. What? Yeah, like sure, one of the guys in the door should be like, "I told you he was. <laughs> I told you he was disabled and walked out not disabled." <laughs> You do right. Oh, that scene! I genuinely have not even realised it. Milo walks in, presumably still with his illness, because even Morbius mm-hmm. is convinced that he has this illness still, right? And then he leaves his cane, and he's suddenly able to find. He's practically skipping down the corridors with a massive grin on his. Not a single security guard noticed this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and I don't know why. I mean, it would have been a cool scene if it was like, you know, his transformation as he's walking and he kind of becomes more like stronger and more confident as he's walking. I know yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's what they're trying to get at, but clearly he took the thing before he went there, I think. Yeah. Well, presumably, because he didn't take it in that scene. No. So why hadn't he already like transformed and why did he time it so well? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to transform in exactly 35 minutes. Let's get to the prison now so I can walk out cool. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he unnecessarily kills a newspaper guy, right? Yeah. Well, I think he drank his blood, but I I don't know why he was thirsty quite like so soon. But thirsty boy. I'm uh, I'm actually out of notes now, minus post credits and stuff. Yeah, we may as well go into post credits because <laughs> they didn't need to be there. That's my only point about them. They didn't need to be a thing. Yeah, I know. They like obviously they'd cut down Michael Keaton's role significantly. Just a little bit. Um, because um, he was uh, <laughs> he was actually supposed to be in the movie and then he wasn't. And like in, in in the trailers, they they cut out the Spider Man references. They cut out the you know him meeting him. I think he meets him when Morbius is in his prison stuff. Yeah. The trailer. So it's probably after he broke out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where it would have gone or why it would have fit in or why he's even there. But I get that like they've tried to do like the oh we'll tie it into like the whole metaverse thing that's coming into like the the main Marvel universe at the moment. And so for this reason, you know, Birdman's now in this universe and whatever. What? <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> it's basically Birdman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you did play Birdman, so yeah. Exactly! <laughs> Either way, just why? Why does Morbius care? Why, why would Morbius care that Peter Parker... No. 
That was the that was the weirdest part. Why a why is Vulture trying to build a team to kill Spider Man? I don't think he cares that much. Surely, like I mean, he protected his identity. Yeah. So I don't know why he wants to. Why does he want a, a team to do it as well from a different universe? Because he clearly knows he's in a different universe. Yeah. And then why does he? I guess because Morbius has been killing people and he's like powerful. That he's like, oh, this guy could be good. But, like you say, Morbius shouldn't care. He doesn't know who Spider-Man is. Vulture comes through and he's like, I think I've got something to do with Spider-Man. We need to kill him. And Morbius is like, I'm intrigued. I'm like, why are you intrigued? <laughs> why are you... Also, the dialogue in that scene was so wooden. Yeah, it was. It was awful. It, like, I know we've complained this entire time about, like, oh, they don't show, they just tell. They, that was painful. <laughs> the dialogue in the scene was painful. It was really bad, yeah. <laughs> I, and another thing, Morbius isn't even a villain in this movie. No, <laughs> he, he's literally the hero. I mean, I know he kills some people, so he's kind of like an anti-hero, I guess. But like, is he even an anti-hero? <laughs> not, not, no, not, not by the end. <laughs> so he wouldn't even consider joining a team to go and kill some guy that he doesn't know. Why? Why would that be a thing? Literally, so okay, if they. He's a doctor who for the entire film has been like, no, I need to help people. I need to make, like find a cure for yeah. people like me. Why would he then want to then start killing people? It makes no sense. And honestly, if if his next appearance isn't him going, no thanks, then well, I don't know what to say because, like, uh, <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, my God. They just need to learn to do it. That's what they need to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, so obviously they're trying to do Sinister Six, but... Yeah. Uh, oh my let, God. let Marvel do that. Why? Why are they doing a Sinister Six when they haven't... They haven't even got a Spider-Man to use for it. Nope. <laughs> like, who are they going to... I mean, some people are saying, like, Andrew Garfield, like, bring him back for a third one, and then it's Sinister Six. Which, I suppose it doesn't taint the MCU then, as much. But, like, <laughs> Why? I don't think Andrew Garfield would want to. The whole reason Andrew Garfield came back was because Tobey Maguire was going to be in that film. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for three Spider-Men to be on screen at the same time. Of course I'm going to be in. Why would he then do, like, why would he restart his franchise work on this film? I'd, like, it, it makes no sense. Um, no. Actually, one of the biggest things with this scene, um, well, two things, actually. One, that's not how the spell works. Yeah. Um, why did it pull him through the opposite way? <laughs> I, mean, I understand why. If yeah, like I understand why it affected him because he knew who Spider Man was. Yeah. So that makes sense, and I like that they at least addressed that connection. But well, addressed. But, um, <laughs> why it's supposed to pull people who know who Spider Man is to Spider Man? Not <laughs> like maybe there's some sort of. Maybe some sort of mix-up, and he actually went through like a portal or something, and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm in a but, I mean, <laughs> yeah." But and so now that he's in another universe, why does he have the vulture suit? <laughs> this like they didn't even explain the first credit scene. It's so lame. It's like, like where... <laughs> where did he get it? <laughs> the fact that they set it up with like, "Oh, this person's just appeared in a jail." He's not going to be put on bail, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's 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 fine, sure." 
And then the yeah. next thing we know, he's got the vulture suit, and we're like, oh, "Where's this appeared from? I need context, please." <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, I can I, I can take that there's a you know this universe's version of like the you know the vulture's crew with the tinkerer, and he made a suit. But why does it look exactly the same? And how does he know like where to go to get it? And uh, <laughs> God knows. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> it would make sense if he had the suit somehow and then got pulled through. Yeah, fully. Like if there was some sort of prison break and then he went back to his lair and got like a new model of the suit that wasn't destroyed. Because I think the mask was a bit different, so it probably a little, little bit of a different suit. Yeah. And then he was like flying around to like find Spider-Man and then accidentally went through a portal or something. And then, oh, right, okay. That would have been like fine. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fine. Okay. I've just I've just made that up on the spot, and it makes ten times more sense than what they actually came up with. Exactly. Honestly, we could have written this story better. <laughs> like we would have had a flowing story that would have worked instead of whatever that was. Um, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I hadn't realised how many things irritated me about it, and I think that was the same with Venom 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. But it is still better than Venom 2, and I yeah. stand by that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> at least at least we haven't got like the fingers in the USB port scene. It's not, we haven't got anything quite that far-fetched in this movie. <laughs> Honestly, it was... Yeah, no. It was better than Venom 2, but how much better, I can't be sure. <laughs> yeah. Not not by much. Yeah. Um. Oh. God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm giggling through pain for everybody who isn't aware. I'm giggling through pain. Um. Yeah. I I don't have much more to say really. Um. No. <laughs> I don't want to just end you, but I just, <laughs> that that's all I can think. Like. Yeah. I'm not gonna say to everyone, "Oh my gosh, go watch it," unless you want to see what we what we mean, I guess, by things. That, <laughs> um, in fact, no, don't go and watch it because that just encourages Sony to make more <laughs> more yeah, of these things. True, true, true. Just listen to our podcast to find out how bad these are. Um, and then watch it on streaming if you really want to afterwards when it comes out. Not that Sony has a streaming service you can watch any of their stuff. I don't know stuff why it lasted in the cinema more than a week, to be honest. But, yeah, um, I know. Hey ho. So, have you watched anything else this week, Will, to stave off the um, pure pain caused by Morpheus? <laughs> um, I have started rewatching Fantastic Beasts. Okay. In preparation for um, Dumbledore. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh. So I still need to watch uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, but I have rewatched Fantastic Beasts. So, yes. Nice, nice, nice. I'm trying to think if there's okay. I haven't really watched it. Uh, I've rewatched Criminal this week. I, which was something I mentioned in a podcast last season. Really, really cool. Um, drama like police drama. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's available on Netflix. Um, it's really cool because it's done. In, I think there's five different countries that have like their own version of this same thing, um, but the entire concept of it is that it's set in an interrogation room, and it's all about um, this team who interrogate uh, suspected criminals and things like that. And it's really really cool. 
Um, it's a very different way of doing like crime dramas, but it really, really works. Um, very gripping. I've recommended it to like six people, and all of them have become like gripped on it. So take from that what you will. It's really good. <laughs> um, they're yeah, they've only got two series. They're all I think the first one is three episodes. The four, the second one is four. Um, I really want them to make more of it, but it doesn't look like there's anything that works at the moment. I'm hoping it was just because of the pandemic that they didn't quite like that they couldn't film it because obviously it's in such close proximity mm. um but i'm 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 trying to be like hopeful <laughs> that something is gonna like that they're gonna do another series of it because i really like it um, but hey ho um yeah other than that my time has been taken up by like assignments and sheep <laughs> um yep it's yeah. assignments for me yeah uh yeah. And oh, I, I did also. I managed to get around to watching the Harry Potter twentieth anniversary. Oh, did you? What did you think? I thought it, I thought it was real cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, it, it was nice seeing the the cast get back together and like reminisce about it. And I, it was quite you know interesting facts and stuff that they talked about on set, which I think you and Emma brought up last week in last week's episode about Harry Potter. Mm. If you didn't miss it, you did. Go watch it if you haven't already. Um. Yeah, no, the, yeah, <laughs> it it was really good. Um, I would I would uh, I would watch it again, but I don't have access. To it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I like how they there's a couple of interviews from like minor interviews from J.K. Rowling, and they specified in the corner filmed in 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically filmed pre before like she she became a problem. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that, that did make me laugh. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, according to Emma, they are, all of those interviews are actually taken from like the things around the Warner Brothers studio tours. It's not even mm-hmm. like stuff they got from like the archives or anything. It's literally stuff she did for, um, <laughs> yeah. The oh, I see. Yeah, because it did say that in the corner. Actually, uh, filmed at Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, yeah. well, that was quite funny then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think other than that, that's it from me. I don't have anything this week. Um, yes, um, I believe next week we are doing more Harry Potter. We um, are, we're having a Harry Potter scene. Um, very exciting. I, lo- I, lo- I love talking Harry Potter. And the week after, actually, the week after next will be the part two of the Harry Potter discussion that went up. Um, yes, it will be. It will be. Um, it will be. It will be. <laughs> very exciting. Um, yes, for anyone who is, yeah, go watch, go watch Harry Potter because it's a classic. <laughs> um, and look forward to our stuff for next week. Um, yes. But as always, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, Subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Give it a like, share it around a bit. Um, And if that's everything, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.